Home of the Sacramento Kings and, of course, your Sacramento home of the San Francisco 49ers. Got Jay and Whitey today with Kyle Draper uh, recuperating. Jay, I don't need to worry about the 49ers this week, do I? Uh, no. we get ready to bring in Emil against no. Arizona, do I? No, I'm going to say no, and Emil's going to tell us why no. <laughs> All right, yes. Please um, tell us no, Emil. Emil Fergoso, our Sackdown Sports 49er insider, brought to you by Timber Creek Ballroom. Everyone knows by now Timber Creek offers an incredible golf course experience. Did you know they also have an incredible ballroom available for your next upcoming event? I so, did not know that. Thank you, Timber Creek Ballroom. Emil! What about it? The 49ers got all these injuries uh, that they're dealing with, guys missing practice. Should we be concerned about the Arizona Cardinals? Well, Jay Johnson, I hate to inform you, oh. but you should have a little bit of concern Ooh. about the Arizona oh. Cardinals, and it's not because of the Arizona Cardinals. It's because of the 49ers' own injury woes. We know the history of these Niners and the injury bug. Well, after 14 weeks of basically getting through with most of their roster, week 15 – has a long list of injuries, and that includes no Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave this week. Mm. Mm. So does that mean, Emil, that the interior of the 49er line will be vulnerable against a team that does have some ability to rush the ball? Yes, they do, especially Uh, if they get that going with James Conner, obviously at 100, 100 yards rushing against the Steelers before their bye week, which they are coming off the bye week in week 14, which is always a cause for concern with any team. Uh, playing them a, a well-rested team like that. And look, the Steelers aren't very good, but their defense is at least competitive, and their defense is at least stacked with, you know, good players. And so for James Conner, who is a good back when healthy, if he's healthy right now, that's a that's a cause for concern against the Irish, who have shown a little bit of run issues the last couple of games. Uh, they've gotten it short up in the second half, but the first half they've gotten run, run on a little bit. And so I do think that Javon Kinlaw, Kevin Givens, even Kalia Davis – they are ready for this moment, especially against the Cardinals because of their Cardinals offensive line interior concerns. But they do have a very good left tackle, rookie left tackle in Paris Johnson Jr. And if they get it going, you never know what can happen. Hmm. You, you're absolutely right, Emil, because one thing that the 49ers have always had trouble about is with Kyler Murray because he's a running quarterback. Yep. It seems like they always play against Kyler Murray, some form or fashion bad. And, you know, either they squeak out something or Arizona wins. But I want to ask about someone that we're all familiar with and someone I think I've had a conversation with you about is Jason Verrett, man. Is mm. is this is he really going to be on the field at any point in time for the 49ers? I think he will be. Oh. I think I think he will be. I, I do think. Yes, you know he's where in, he's from, right, Jay? Yes, you know, I yeah. do. Fairfield. Fairfield, yeah. Fairfield native, represent, obviously. Look, Jason Verrett, and this has been the biggest thing you kind of learned this week with the Niners, is that even though he hasn't been on the, on the, the roster, hasn't been part of the locker room for a good, since the beginning of the season, really. You know, obviously he had that devastating Achilles injury last year in November, trying to come back from, from an ACL injury the year prior. He's still really remained a big part of this locker room. Like we've talked to guys like Nick Bosa, Kalia Davis, other people, and they go, he's one of our inspirations, you know, right now. He's one of our inspirations on and off the field because of just how much he's had to overcome. And so I do think that while Jason Verrett, he's going to have to show that he is in game shape. I do think that he signed this deal with the 49ers because he wants to be a part of this championship run going into the postseason. And if he can just get elevated to from the practice squad, which I think is very much a possibility if a Chavarius Ward, if a Diamondor Lenore, if an Ambry Thomas goes down, I think Verrett can serve in admirably. You know, he's only 32 years old. It's not like he's 35, 36 playing corner. He's 
still got a little bit of leg in him, hopefully. So hopefully. I do think I do think that Jason Verrett is a big addition, not just on the field for the Niners, but off the field, just in the locker room in general. All right, Emil Fergoso, let me ask you about a couple of angles on this game. You tell me if they mean anything from a competitive standpoint. For the 49ers, you got Brock Purdy back home, and you also got Steve Wilkes' potential revenge game. Do those things mean anything? Brock Purdy back home. Let's first address the Brock Purdy back home thing. Yes, Brock Purdy has not played at State Farm Stadium, which is in Glendale, Arizona, since 2020 when he played at the Fiesta Bowl against Oregon. There is that return home for him. He is a guy from Queen Creek, went to Mm -hmm. Perry High School in Gilbert. There is all of that. And Brock knows it. Brock knows the illusion of impressing in front of family and, and a homecoming. But it's not about that for Brock Purdy. It's about playing the Arizona Cardinals, who he didn't grow up being a fan of. He was a fan of the Dolphins. I'll just say that. Um, it's How? About, How'd that work? His dad's a fan of the Dolphins. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a Dolphins fan, a Red Sox fan. It's very, very strange. What? Yeah, it's very, very strange. Okay, he just lost some points with me. What? Uh, it, look, I'm, I'm going to catch you off a meal. My bad. No, you're good. You're good. But Brock Purdy, it's about playing the Cardinals, about playing what's in front of you. And that's what's been so great about Brock Purdy is that we talked with AZ Sports' Tyler Drake, a Cardinals reporter for our sister station out there in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I asked him, I said, does Brock's demeanor now, you know, not getting too high or too low with wins and losses, is that how he behaved in high school? And he goes, yeah, he's the same exact guy he was in high school. Like in high school, they knew he was going to be something because he never treated the moment as too big. And I think that's what Brock is doing right now is that he's going home. Yes, it's a big deal to go home, play in front of your friends and family and whatnot. But at the end of the day, once the whistle blows and that's 60 minutes of football, that's all that matters. All that matters to him is winning this game and having the Niners move on from 10-3 and three to 11-3. and three. Hmm. Hmm. As far as the, What about the Steve Wilkes thing? Nothing? No, I actually – there is some Steve – I wrote about it today actually on Sackdown Sports. You can check out sackdownsports.com. Um, Steve Wilkes was incredibly – moot about the whole situation ah. about going back to Arizona. We asked Steve Wilkes, any emotions? He goes, he literally cut off Cam Inman of, of the, of the, of, yeah. um, of the Mercury news. Yeah. He goes, he goes, none, none, no, no, no emotions. And, and then he goes, that was several years ago. We've, we've been there several times. We're beyond that. And we just moved on. It was a very stern tone of like, we're not asking those questions. We're moving on to just, and that's kind of been Steve Wilkes, whole approach this season is that, he doesn't look in the past. He looks in the present and the future. He's only focused on what is now. He's not worried about the past. Even when he comes up to his presser on Thursdays, he doesn't want to talk about the last game because he's already moved past it in his mind. He's only focused on the present and what's ahead of them for the Niners. And that's kind of what Steve Wilkes, it's not a homecoming for him because it wasn't a ceremonial exit for Steve Wilkes with the Cardinals. It wasn't, you know, he was fired in, during the season. So it makes sense of like, maybe there's that revenge game in his mind, mm-hmm. but in general, it's just about going to the Super Bowl for this team. And this is Steve Wilkes best chance. He can't let the exterior stuff cloud his judgment or cloud decision-making. Rocking with our guy, Emil Fergoso, our Sacks, Sacktown Sports 1140 49er insider. Emil, you've mentioned a few times already within five minutes that they're focused on this week and or winning the Super Bowl. I'm interested in someone like yourself who's around the team quite a bit and have your ear and your eyes on the beat. Are these guys just that focused on winning the Super Bowl? Like, do you see something special in these guys or is it just kind of, you know, tongue in cheek talk? You know, I actually have a story to tell you, Jay, about this week between Nick Bosa and Chase Young. Obviously, they're the Buckeye bookends, and this is what I go back to sometimes. This happened literally yesterday at practice. So they're, they're, they go through their war-ups and their drills in terms of going through pass rushing and, and, and power rushing, all that stuff. 
Then they go to the sleds. They always ended the the, the warm up, the second period with the sled, right? And they go one on one with each other. Daryl Tapp, their assistant, their assistant defensive line coach, goes to the line. He sets it and goes hut hut on the snap. You have to hit it on the snap, otherwise you're a false start. You're late. Nick Bosa, Chase Young go up against each other. Nick Bosa wins. Daryl Tapp looks at Nick, looks at Chase Young, and goes, "Damn, Nick got your ass again." And literally, Chase Young could not handle it and line that thing back up again. They ran it again. And it was a close. It was a tie. <laughs> but th- th- there, there's this whole iron sharpens iron cliche mm. we talk about with this Niners team. It's really true. And they're doing it in week 15 with the sled. They're not even doing it on mm. actual plays and practicing. They're doing it with the sled. There is so much competition to make everyone better within. that. That's why they breed excellence every single week. Mm. Oh, talking to Emil Fragosa, of course. Emil, Brock Purdy, forget all the talk, you know, as game manager, whatever. How How is he better right now than he was when he took over for Jimmy Garoppolo last season as a 49er starting quarterback? I'm sorry, could be the question you cut out. How is he better? How is Brock Purdy better right now than he was when he originally took over for Jimmy Garoppolo? Brock Purdy is better than Jimmy Garoppolo because of two kind of things. No, One, no, no. I, I know he's better than Jimmy. I mean, how is he better than he was when he first started? As oh, a, yeah. when he took over. Yes. I no, I that's all right. All good. Brock Purdy is better in his deep throwing, and that's been the, the biggest thing is mm-hmm. that his ability to push the ball downfield. He is number one in the NFL in deep, in deep passes right now in a completion at 69%, which is more than 10% next to the highest completion percentage on a quarterback this season on passes 20 yards downfield. Brock Purdy and that evolution of his game has been the biggest reason why this Niners offense is elevated so high and why they score 25 plus every single week because they're able to push the ball at all three levels, short, intermediate, and deep. And that's been the biggest thing. And Brock Purdy even admitted this week, he goes, this is the best I have thrown the football probably ever in my entire career because he's playing efficient, he's playing correct, and he's making the right reads. And that's been the biggest thing with the difference between him and Jimmy Garoppolo is that when Garoppolo was back there throwing deep balls, he didn't just let it rip. He overthought all of it. Mm-hmm. Brock just lets it rip and just throws that thing. Mm. Emil, question, man. I, I started my first question off with Jason Verrett, and uh, a, a huge fan of Talanoa Hufunga, of course, mm-hmm. uh, friend and family of the Sacramento Kings, Talanoa Hufunga. You got a jersey, yeah, right? Absolutely, man. I, I, I don't just walk it. I talk it. I mm-hmm. talk it and I walk it. But I asked that. I, my next question comes to you as far as – Jair Brown, the other safety that's filling in for Talanoa Hufunga. And it looks like it's going to be his, you know, his job. But you came in this this very studio and broke the Logan Ryan uh, signing to me first. You were the first person to do it. Mm -hmm. Is it Jair Brown's position to lose or is Logan Ryan maybe sneaking into existence to play with Mr. Gibson next to him? I do think it's Jair Brown's position to lose. You know, since he took over, even this season, he is – one of the highest graded PFF rookies right now. He was second last week, I believe, only to Joey Porter Jr., the Steelers. He has been phenomenal since he came in. And the Niners kind of thought he would be. He's so mature and so, I don't even say polished, but he just so, he has the right mentality. He has the right mindset. They call him a sponge because he really talks to every single person. Secondary, linebackers, defensive linemen. He was working on shedding blocks with Chase Young just last week. This guy is so special for a rookie. Again, he was a captain at Penn State, led led the NCAA in, in interceptions last, I believe, last season. And then going into week 14, he's leading the secondary huddle out onto the field. 
He's the one leading the huddle. And at 23 years old, as a rookie secondary member, coming in for an intertowno of Funga, that just speaks volumes to not only his character, but just how he's perceived by the whole locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Jay mentioned earlier that we, we know the 49ers have had issues with um, mobile quarterbacks. They made some adjustments that helped them contain Jalen Hurts. Will they try some of the same things against Kyler that they tried and had success with against Jalen Hurts a couple weeks ago? They will, but Steve Oaks actually went in detail about this yesterday, about how Kyler and Jalen are very different. Ah. Jalen likes to go up the A and B gaps a lot. Kyler likes to scramble around on the outside, which has been an issue for the Niners over, over the years. And I do think that Nick Bosa and Chase Young are going to be prioritized in stopping that because especially with their interior line issues right now, the Niners with just injuries, it's going to be Chase Young, Nick Bosa's job to stop that. And I do think Kyler is very dangerous that way. Now, does Kyler fully trust his knee after the ACL to, you know, make Mm -hmm, all those mm -hmm. cuts and those moves? Who knows? Obviously, you don't want to root for an injury, but you need to contain a guy like Kyler Murray. And I don't want to say force him to throw the football, but you don't want him to scramble for a 20-yard gain on a broken play on third down. That's been the Niners' biggest kryptonite all year is screen passes and letting third down, third and 20s become first downs. That's been their whole kryptonite this year for defense. And so that's kind of the biggest thing for the Niners. Like, we have to contain this guy. Joined by Emil Fergoso, Town Sports 49er Insider. If you had to guess right now on Friday 4, 18 p.m., who plays and who doesn't play for the 49ers this weekend, Emil? I would say... That just going off the questionables, obviously Dre Greenlaw and Javarius Ward are on there. I think both men do play. I think Dre Greenlaw practiced today. Javarius Ward um, was off to the side, but he's even yesterday he took part in the warmups and then just didn't practice. They're being very, very cautious with this guy. Like even when he came out in the first quarter last week, he stayed in uniform in pads for the rest of the game, and that signaled to me that he could have played hmm. if they needed him to. They didn't, thankfully, and so they're just being really cautious with this guy who's had lower body groin injuries, foot injuries all season long. He's been battling through ailments all, all season long. So I do think uh, Javarius Ward and Dre Greenlaw play, which is a huge boost to this defense. And then I also think that at least one of Aaron Banks or Spencer Burford will play. Maybe both of them as well. They both also practice today. So some good news there. It's only really the defensive line that's a real issue for them on the interior. Besides that, they're pretty much fully healthy. Yeah, the bad news to me is um, it looks like Isaiah Oliver may have to play. He's – he's, he's, I but feel like the 49ers are thing. vulnerable when he's, when he, when he's uh, the nickelback, Emil. Um, by the way, congratulations on your Raiders last night because you're – a Raider fan, uh, yeah. When it all is said and done, right? Yeah, that was I, incredible. I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm Frank Lemon Antonio Pierce fan right now. Honestly, okay. Like, that guy breeds being a being a Raider. Yeah. Like he is so much. I really actually hope they give him give him a shot of the permanent job. I think what he has done since jo- Josh Fernandez relieved his duties along with Champ Bailey, I, I think he's very very talented. And I I think that it shows by how much they care and want to win for him. Yeah. That's who they should go into next. Like like Max Crosby has talked about this so much of like he is just such a leader of men. And and that's why I really appreciate Antonio Pierce. And I, I do think this Raiders team is full of talent. The issue is finding the quarterback. And that's really been the thing of is Aiden O'Connell the guy going forward or is it someone else? You never know. Yeah. A nice win. Uh and before we let you go, since it's Friday, we gotta ask you about your your card of the day. Emil has uh, one of the most valuable card collections uh, west of the Mississippi. So, that a boy. Yeah, what are you going to share with west us today? Of the Mason Dixon line, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it's most valuable. You you would be shocked the 
the cards that I see in just like someone's like junk drawer out of uh, these card collectors, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but what I do have, obviously, <laughs> why do you talk about this before? Is I've been building this set called Downtown of the Studios, and I have 16 of the 20 of, of the 2016 17 set. Mm-hmm. Well, now I have number 17, introducing Mr. Devin Booker. Um, oh. Mr. Devin Booker, 9.5 gem mint, um, 110, all 9.5s. A very, very beautiful card. One of the more pricey cards in the set. I am now only missing the Curry, LeBron, and the Kobe. So those three are the only ones missing. Besides that, the whole set is complete at 9.5 or higher. So real wow. quick, Emil, did you – obviously it sounds like you pinpointed this card. You went and had to go get this card singular, right? Okay. Correct. Yeah. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. This, and I actually got a really good deal on this card because this card actually sold with with one more – it shows you the grading on, on, on this uh-huh. on BGS. It shows you the grading. And there was one that had two tens but had a 9 and 9.5, and it actually sold for $140 more than I bought this card for. So – I did a really good deal on this about a week prior, so I'm very, very happy to have this card in my collection. I'm also very much a fan of Devin Booker, and it's very yeah. fitting because the Niners are playing the Cardinals this week. So. $140 more, not $140, $140 more than that. I yeah. saved $140 in the sale that just happened, so I'm just saying. <laughs> well played. All right. Thank you, Emil. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you guys. Have a great one. Yeah, congratulations on your Devin Booker acquisition. Emil Fergoso, 49er Insider, brought to you again by Timber Creek. Golf course and Timber Creek Ballroom. I don't know, Jay. Oh, uh, yeah. 49ers. I get, are they in are they in trouble against Arizona? No, I, no, no. Look. Something so, about it makes me a little Yeah, I, I get it. You're uneasy unsettled. a little bit. A little queasy, a little Pepto Bismol in your life may be needed, but I just think you're still off the jet lag a little bit. And I understand <laughs> a mill <laughs> I understand a mill is doing what he's supposed to do as a as an insider, as an informational information based person. You know, he's not supposed to call it out and, and just say the 49ers are going to walk, you know, dog walk the, sure. the Cardinals. And I understand that, but I'm thinking bigger picture. And that's why I asked that question. Is this team really geared towards, you know, playing week by week, which you have to, but for the bigger picture, the goal, winning a Super Bowl. And if you want to win a Super Bowl, the first step of that is is probably being the number one seed because you have a greater opportunity to get there on shorter weeks. And one thing we know about this this 49er team is injury is their worst enemy. That's I, it. I continue. I've said it since the beginning of the season. Nate comes in here. Emil comes in here. I say it on air. I've talked to people. The only team that's going to beat the 49ers this year is the health team. Right. Injuries. But that's the problem right now. I get I mean, it. They got but, a lot of guys on defense that didn't practice this week. Yeah, but the Cardinals are playing for draft picks. They're not playing for wins. Mm-hmm. The 49ers are playing for a Super Bowl. They're playing for a championship, a number one, a number one seed. Yeah. You just gotta go out there and ball out, Whitey. You can't let the Cardinals, you can't catch the bird flu like Drake's. Well, like you said, Kyler Murray, he gives him fits. Mobile quarterbacks give him fits. I'm just a little concerned. Stop talking to yourself. They're into so it, close. They're so close to the number one seed. And you're right. That's the one thing we've all said all year long. What's the biggest problem? Well, other than injury. Well, other than injury. Yep. And here they are with a month to go, and all of a sudden. I got a few uh, few guys banged up on defense. This, it just makes me nervous. This sounds bad. And follow where I'm going. <laughs> I'd rather they be hurt now than be hurt in January. If those are my options, yes. sure. Yeah. And so the the Niners have a knack for being hurt, like multiple players being hurt two or three times a season. Mm-hmm. And they seem to kind of always hone it in. You know, now there's always one or two players who just can't. 
they're gone for the season, as we see Hufunga. You know, we've seen quarterback last year. They have to kind of hone it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping, you know, this year's that year, and we just have a few nicks and knacks, but nobody's gone now for the rest of the season. And it's just time to handle business, Whitey. I'm not right. going to let you talk me out of it. All right. I don't want to talk you out of it. I'm just being honest. Hufunga's out. Okay. Well, looks like they've been able to manage that. And you got Ward with a groin thing that could linger. Uh, just makes me a little uncomfortable. But I'm sure they'll take care of their business. Pepto. Have you ever seen that stadium, by the way? Arizona? Arizona? Yeah, yeah, I went to a game when uh, they were 7-0. and And they played the Texans, if I'm not mistaken, because they had just got um, Zach Ertz. Okay. And I was out there for so that was two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Uh I believe yeah, they were seven and oh. I went to the game against the Texans. I was there for spring training once and it was they had the final four workouts there. Mm. We didn't go to the final four, went to or maybe it's a sweet I think it was final four. So went to the practices and then walked outside and saw the football field uh that they that they have outside yes. and they bring it in on the track. Yes. And I know they're not the only place that does no, it. It's no, amazing. Yeah. It is, man. Yeah. It is. It, it, I mean, even like the crypt down there where they flip from hockey to basketball, uh-huh. or basketball to hockey to back to basketball. Uh-huh. Like it's amazing how they, you know, these crews, yep. you know, change floors, turfs, and and all that type of stuff. Uh, speaking of gas, we just had a meal on a course. Uh, all guests brought to you by the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. And Doug Christie's going to join us top of the hour. That's right. DC going to be with the Drive Guys top of the hour. When we come back. Do we need to accept that the Kings are going to be up and down this year? Kind of a yo-yo thing. Are we just going to have to get used to that? Next with the Drive Guys, Sacktown Sports. Ho, 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 and happy holidays. Thanks for being with us today, Whitey and Jay. Drapes, a little under the weather, hopefully back on Monday. Really appreciate you being with us. Really appreciate your participation, and I appreciate it when somebody like Scooter916 um, says, Whitey, there's nothing to worry about here. He senses, you know, he heard me talk to you, Jay, about my my anxiety over the 49ers. Scooter916 says, it's not a problem now, Whitey. They have the backups to con- continue to win, pardon me, against a team like the Cards. Yeah. He says, my true prediction, 35 to 10, 49ers. You know, it's just football being football. You know how it is with the 49ers. They're just so close now. That's the thing. I just want them to get the number one seed and then rest up and get ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Look, th- 35 to 10, I like where he's going with it, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I'll accept that. And no injuries. Mm-hmm. About 35 to 10, no injuries, and we're good to go. Yeah, I could just see, well, I won't even go there. But, you know, if they run the ball, and then that keeps the 49er offense off the field, it's just a little concerning. But, you know, it's a defense mechanism. It's like, oh, I was worried about him last week. You know, that game at times was a little ugly. Yeah. Uh, I thought, oh, you know, it, it's just that time of year. Crazier things can happen sometimes because you're a little banged up. But still, Agreed. they're still the best team uh, yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, you got to take care of business. Don't yeah. No slippage. Mm-hmm. You, you've had your slippage. I, I didn't want to see the three games in a row slippage because you might have had something down the road here. But I think now they've put themselves in a situation where you might be able to have one more mistake and maybe still finish with the – with I the guess. number one, but yeah. that's that's really based upon Dallas having a few got you know few teams. But the Eagles have such a yeah, easy they schedule. Do. They do. If they sneak by Seattle, which I think Seattle's going to win this week, really, I really do because I think Seattle's that. Seattle knows if they lose this week, it's over for them probably too. Especially with the Rams playing decent. Yeah, uh, I, I I would imagine they're going to get the best Seattle. Hence why we saw Geno sit out last week. I think they knew 
going into last week. And they probably didn't have an opportunity to win that game, even though they played decent, played very well. And um, I think this week they're looking for the W against Philadelphia. I think the, the Eagles skate through their other three. Oh, yeah. Commanders and the and Giants they twice. they had problems with Washington earlier this year, but they still won. Yeah. The I Giants mean, are terrible. No one, yeah, no one's, having, no one's having problems with the Commanders right now. The 49ers better not have a problem with the Commanders. But New York is bad, but for whatever reason, they've won in you know, the last couple of weeks on the, on the arm of DeVito, but mm-hmm. they should not beat. No way, no how, how should they the, be Philly. Pardon me, I'm sorry. How much do the Ravens scare you? Because that's a lot. Obvious. Yeah, Absolutely, a lot. Right. Yeah. Which is, I actually thought the Ravens might sneak one out against San Francisco. And it really, it's because of the running quarterback. Yeah. The 49ers play zone so much that um, it, it scares me. Though, they did a great job against Jalen Hurts. And he's not Lamar Jackson, by all means. He's mobile. Doesn't run as much, but Fred Warner just sat in the middle all game. It was weird because late in the game it had pretty much been decided. But the 49ers, the pass rushers, they were trying not to uh, over pursue, so it almost looked like the Pro Bowl because they're like standing there, like we don't want them to get around us. And Jalen's standing back there for like five, six, seven seconds. Right. You know, it was odd. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it, it was did. effective ultimately. Yeah, it did. I mean, you can see even on the the last third down when uh, Jalen ran and Fred was sitting right there. He yeah. got the eight. He needed the ten or nine or whatever it was, and he was like, "Nope, I'm right here. Been here all game." And I think Jalen saw that, and that's why you saw Jalen move back and forth north south. Excuse me, he went east west instead mm-hmm. of north south, and so I think that's something the 49ers will probably you know put the same scheme in against Kyler. Hey, the text line crackling to life here. Appreciate that. 339 1140 Seem perfect fits and Monty guys. Uh, whether we could prime loose or not, yeah, hurt. You ain't getting hurt. No, I don't think you're getting either one of those. No, guys. no. nice fit. Yes, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want Herb jo- Herb right now? Mm-hmm. If, if you could get Herb Jones, he would be absolutely perfect at the three or four. Yeah, absolutely uh, perfect. We should dream bigger. Get a big defender, Punisher type. Where those are they guys, at? They're in demand. Yeah, That's I mean. Big. We're looking, when I say, the Kings are looking for the same thing that six other teams are looking for. And the whole league is looking for 3 and D guys and athletic wings and athletic big men and guys who can stretch the floor. I mean, that's on everybody's wish list. Tis Mm -hmm. the season, Christmas list. Mm -hmm. They're minus, you know, a handful of teams. We're all looking for Herb Joneses. Every single person, every single team. Let's say you could get Laurie Marketing. Would you give up two number ones to get him? No. Because I think, and we no. don't even know if he's available, whoever you get, I mm-hmm. think it's going to end up costing something like that. Or Keegan, that again was a report. Yeah. Uh, it was the Raptors are believed to want Keegan Murray in any potential trade. So, again, a little iffy, but I don't see the Kings giving up. If you give up Keegan for one of those guys, what you're just moving pieces, pieces. around. Right. Yeah. The- Okay, I'll propose this to you, Whitey, and everybody else, 916-339-1140. Straight up, right now, I know the money doesn't match. It's just, you know, okay, hypothetical, fantasy. We, we can fill in other ways. To yes, absolutely. Match. Pascal Siakam for Keegan Murray, straight up. Nope. You doing it? Nope. Okay. 
I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I think Keegan has a better upside than what we see from Pascal Siakam. Right. Keegan Murray for OG Ananobi, straight up. No. Okay. So when you, when you're looking at that, I, I'm a, I agree with you. I think, and I like OG. I, I do too. But I would stick with Keegan. Mm-hmm. I think Keegan has more upside. And here is the uh, text of the day or text of the day nominee. Remember earlier we were talking about how you got. You were born about the time I got married. Yeah. Uh, Jay should take a 23andMe test to see if he's Whitey's kid. That's, that's a good idea. It's not necessary. I don't think we need to do the testing. Right. Uh, I think we're okay on that. We know uh, what's up, but that's a. It's, <laughs> it's you have me out of wedlock. Interesting idea. Yeah. Not, uh, not necessary. Uh, Jay said something before the show started that I thought was interesting as we were talking about the Kings and where they are. And, you know, yesterday a lot of people were wondering which Kings team is going to show up. Do you think, Jay, it's your own question I'm throwing back at you. Do we need to accept that the Kings are going to be up and down this year? I say yes. I truly do. We can't. I know. We can't. I I, I get it. I mean, that's why I proposed the question because I didn't want to feel like I was alone. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I I mean, how about yourself? Uh, I just feel like if that's the case, if you feel that way now, then you have to do something because you have no chance to accomplish anything if it's going to be like that all year. You know, if mm-hmm. you're that prone to the ups and downs, mm-hmm. then that's a problem. And then that's a clear indication. You get through this homestand, if uh, you still have that feeling that, all right, we're still prone to that, then you must address that. I don't think you can – I understand what you're saying. It's like, yeah, that's the nature of the team. Can't be tolerated. That has to be fixed one way or the other if that's the case. And what if there's – I mean, there's always a fix, but what if it's – something that Monty doesn't see there, and do you accept it then? Like, let's say this team right now, you know, I I believe they're going to make a move. I've said I think it's going to be a secondary move, an Alex Caruso-type move. I don't think it's going to be the Mm -hmm. splash that a lot of Kings fans are looking for. That might solidify, you know, the sinking ship a little bit. And the ship's not sinking, but it might plug two holes up compared to the, the six that they have. Here there, but yeah, it's not yeah. sinking. And, and maybe the downs aren't as, you know, you don't see the downs as much. Maybe instead of three-game losings, you have, you know, one here and then kind of what we've been seeing, you know, where it's like you win two, you lose one. Oh, man, they lost two to some to the Rockets? Oh, but they beat Minnesota. They beat OKC. You know, I think it's kind of going to be like that all year. And if Caruso, instead of twice, you know, three to the Pelicans, twice to them, or twice back to back to the Rockets, maybe you lose once to them. I think he, you know, a person like that can plug up a hole or two, but I still don't see this team without a huge splash being always, you know, having eight game runs. I just don't see that with this team. Hmm. How is that different from last year? Why are they different from last year? Well, uh, get to that when we come right back. Also, uh, Jaw looks like Jaw's coming back next week. And you know what? Uh, he says he's better. I, I don't know about you, but I believe him. Also, we got Doug Christie coming up uh, today with the Drive Guys on Sack Time. Just want to update you on a couple of long losing streaks in the NBA that could continue that are on the line tonight. The Pistons have lost 21 straight. They're playing tonight. They're playing right now in Philly. Uh, 724 to go. 7-11 to go now in the first half. Philly 40, the Pistons 30. So the Pistons are down 10 uh, in the second quarter. They're trying to avoid their 22nd straight loss. At the same time, you got the Spurs. They've lost 18 in a row, and they're hosting the Lakers. And you may be watching that game first quarter, and the Spurs are up 13-4. to So that one may 
may be coming to an end. The Spurs could end their what? You're skeptical that the Spurs are going to end their 18-game losing streak? Yeah, seven minutes to go in the first quarter. Talk to me when that says third quarter, at least. I mean, oh, they're they're ready. They're buckets ready, right man. there by the Lakers. A quick, quick two. <laughs> they're bringing it tonight. Sixteen to sixteen. They might, man. I I don't know what's going on with this floor though. Can I'm you, glad you mentioned that. What is that? Uh, it's um, what is it? We're it's, still in season tournament looking or something? No, they're not. It's but. their what is it? their their city city edition or yes. something? Yes. And I I was gonna ask you about that, but I thought you know maybe it's just because I. Uh, grew up in a time where they didn't do that. To me, when teams change their uniforms and their colors too much, the point was like, I don't know who's playing. Who's that, who, huh? You know what I mean? I mean, don't don't the colors, don't team colors mean something? I, I would say so, definitely. I uh-huh. mean, they got like orange on the floor. Yeah, yeah. And orange little and teal. Kind of teal, right. I was yeah. going to say a little turquoise or some sorts. Yeah, I and of course we see Anthony Davis in the, in the street clothes. Charles Barkley would call it, but yeah – I guess, I guess. I, I, that's what I have for you, Whitey. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a sun. What is yeah. that, a sun at half court or something? It looks like the like if you're drawing a, a painting or, you know, you're painting a picture and you have, you kind of have the triangles uh-huh. on the outside of the circle to, to depict a, a sun. That's what's at half court. And the sun has like three or four different colors inside of each circle. So it's like a yellow a yellow circle, kind I think of that's a, their city edition. Yeah, and, uh, the court is a orange circle. It's supposed to, um, you know, represent or honor certain aspects of San Antonio. That's sure. cool, but maybe this doesn't matter. But I know when I first turned it on, you know, I've been watching the NBA for a few years. When I first turned it on, I had no idea what league that was. <laughs> you know, the first for a split seconds, like, what is that? Oh, okay, that's the Spurs. <laughs> so, I mean, is that? Is that worth selling a few, maybe a few extra jerseys? Oh and yeah. Why would anyone want money. one of those jerseys? Yeah, someone likes it. Other Guarantee someone's rock. Someone in the audience has one on right now. Went to the game. They were selling it, probably you know, one hundred and thirty nine bucks, and I'll take that. I do like you know the Kings have all the different looks, and I like I like all the looks, and it's kind of fun, I admit, to see oh which one are they wearing tonight. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I I'm more of the 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 royal blue prone. Uh-huh. You know, they, yeah, that's a big issue. Yeah. Royal blue or purple? Yeah, I mean, but I respect the purple. You have to, King Sacramento Kings are purple, so you have to go with that. But I like the the throwback royal blues, though. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing in this day and age, you don't really have to make a choice. No, you don't. That's what you said. We'll wear the purplest, uh, and then the next night we'll fifteen wear the blue. different we'll jerseys. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm listen. I mean, your pockets got to be lined properly to go get all fifteen if you want. But I'm with it. You know, I can't even get a like you were going to get a fitted hat. Mm-hmm. I those are too expensive now. Yeah, way, hats but, are. I'm a hat guy, but hats are through the roof right now. Yeah, you have I used to, to kinda, go get a couple, and now it's like, nope. When's the last time you bought a Kings hat, Whitey? Uh, I don't think I've ever. I've been given one or two. I don't think I've ever bought one. Oh, okay. I don't buy basketball hats. Okay. Uh, baseball hats. Okay. But, All right. Yeah, but I haven't bought a. Well, I just got some of the so Japanese league hats, but mm-hmm. they were they're not fitted. And you know snapbacks, yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with a snapback. One, I mean, that's you know, that's that's legit, but those are expensive. Yeah, they're forty right? plus. Yeah, they're they are expensive. They are. I mean, snapbacks are thirty and mm-hmm. and up. You know, so I mean, I got a deal on these. Yeah, well, <laughs> dollars doing good against the yen right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have sent you a few bucks there, yeah. brother. Yeah, hey, I like maybe. that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm a hat guy. I pretty much wear a hat. Out. 
every single day for the most part. You know, maybe twice a week I don't, but I like different hats. I like baseball, basketball, football. You know, one thing about it, and this I've, I've asked this question, for for football, I pretty much wear nothing but Niners, different variations, mm-hmm. you know, different colors, variations, white, black, blue, whatever, you, you know, that type. Now, I'm not going to go off the, the beaten path and rock kind of like what we're seeing with the San Antonio Spurs version. If I don't like it, it's not for me. But I like to wear all colors, so I have to have kind of different variations of the teams that I like. Basketball-wise, I'm not really so much as hung up. I, I try to wear as many Kings hats like I have on one today. You know, um, this is going to get me in trouble. I don't mind wearing a Warriors hat. Eh, it doesn't mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, if it's something that's something that's nice, I'm a rocket. But I'm a California guy. So I, I'm building all that up to say I'm a California guy. Now, look, there, I'm, I will never wear a Dodgers hat. You know, I, I just Says can't do it. the guy who wears a warrior hat. Yeah, I know. That's what's sad. Wearing a warrior hat is a gateway to wearing a Dodger. I will ne- no, it's not. I will never wear a Lakers hat. He says now. Because this is the thing. Prior to the last year and a half, Kings fans didn't care about Warriors. Now all of a sudden it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem. Like my favorite basketball player is Klay Thompson. I like Klay Thompson. Really? Yeah. Big night last night. I really night. like Klay Thompson. Uh-huh. You know, he's struggling. But I like Klay, you uh-huh. know. Uh, so, but I'll, there's certain things I just can't go. I won't, you know, I'm not wearing a Red Sox hat, you know. So, like, that's my thing with baseball, and I bring that question back up, is I only wear A's hats. Now I, I can care less because right. they're not treating me out of respect, yeah. so I'm not going to treat them. It's yeah, so you to, yeah. Gotta venture Spread out. your wings a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I do. I need to get my soaring eagle on. The one thing I totally do not understand and would never do is, okay, it's one thing if a team wears different colors, uh, they have alternate uniforms, but when you have a hat, like say a Giants hat, and it's a Giants cap, but it's, I've seen them like Dodger colors. Those are the things like, why? No, no. You know what I mean? I've yeah. seen like Dodger hats that are like yellow, mm-hmm. and I, what is that? So it'll match your outfit? Why? Yeah. Why do they make? I guess they someone must buy them because they make them. But why would someone wear those? Yeah, I have no idea because I'm not. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm with you. Like there's there's just certain teams, certain things, you know, certain designs. I that's over the over the boundary for me. I'm not wearing a Dodgers. I'm not wearing a Lakers. I'm not wearing you know though. Like, it's almost like he's talking to himself. Huh? Yeah, well, like, no, no, trying no, to convince himself. Not a Red Sox. I won't do it. Yeah, I mean, just saying. There's, I won't wear a Seahawk hat. Good for you. Definitely not. We'll never wear a Cowboys hat. We'll never wear a, a Texas a Would you even hat. agree to a bet in which you might have to wear it if you lost? What? Let's just say you win a bet a Cowboy fan and you knew the Cowboys No way. Were lose. I'd rather give you my money. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather give yeah. you my money than to wear a Cowboys hat. Uh-huh. No way, no how. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Hey, uh, we... Never wear a Raiders hat. Really? What? What? I'd pass out before I wear a Raiders hat. But you used to, right? Or do I have no, that No, never. I've never, never okay. put a Raiders hat on my head ever in life. Oh, okay. No way, no how. But the Warriors, What's wrong like, with you? Why do you? Well, you, I'm trying to figure still out. still jet lagging, brother? I'm trying to figure out where we are here. Because like well, the Warriors are like, Because hey, the Warriors no prior to the Kings, there yeah. was no beef. Uh-huh. There was no beef. But there is now. Well, it is now. Okay, yeah. I respect <laughs> it. I get it. Listen, now, are the Kings going to finance my hat collection? I'll have to get back to you on that. Okay, thank you, brother. I don't think so. Maybe that's something we can ask Doug Christie. We, we might can. up with Doug Christie. Uh, also, hey, uh, why are the Kings so much more inconsistent now than they were 
last year. And what about Jaw? Jaw's coming back. Am I the only one that believes him that he's better next with the drive, guys? On Sacktown Sports.